When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to DragonCast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Chris Mandel. Hello. Nice wet twat between your legs. <laughs> this isn't just any old brothel, Jamie. <laughs> this northern accent is so that people think they're getting something a little bit more exotic. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Dragoncast. Um, I think it's episode 18. Um, uh, 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 sorry, firstly, apologies because I've got a CBD gummy in my mouth. Oh, my God. Um, I know, I'm going crazy. I thought it's it was Christmas. a fisherman's friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, I'm still a week behind in uploading the OA episodes. I had another brain fart. Episode two still hasn't been uploaded yet. But I think that's fine because it means that we've got a week. Maybe we... Yeah, maybe we bake this. Maybe this is actually the this is the cadence that the OA is going to follow. Yeah, like yeah, right. I think so. I think so. Um, that, let me take this out of my mouth. It's very rude. It's a nice ASMR sort of uh, approach to. Um, well, that's, that's what gets all the big bucks, right? Yeah, that's what gets I could all the do, big bucks. I could wrap some Christmas presents while we do the podcast. Yeah. That'd be a nice that. sensory sensation t- for people. And we can talk about anxiety or something like that. You know, yeah. that's what gets that. That's what gets the people. Tap the microphone, don't they? Anyway, if people are looking for that sort of thing, you have come to the wrong place. Uh, yeah, you can exactly. Get that anywhere, um, and far more sexually po- charged than anything we could do. I mean, that, right? So, mild sidebar: ASMR is is just kind of it's a sexual thing, right? Almost certain. I think like, it's on. one of those things where it's like it helps if the person doing it is hot. Like right. most things. Yeah, like most things, yeah. But I feel like I'm, I'm very like, I don't really see men doing ASMR. No, literally. It's all like, and here I am. I'm just going like, to, I've got to, yeah. I've got to, I've got a razor. I'm just going to cut this soap really gently. Yeah. And if you could just imagine that my fingernails were running over your balls. It's like that, right? <laughs> basically. That's basically yeah. what it is. I don't feel catered to. I want you know, hot men doing it. And if there exactly. are any out there, let me know. Cause I'd subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Dragoncast.daftoris.com. Any hot men ASMR for Chris, that would be, yeah. you know, just do a little stand up for him. Just help, help a yeah. guy, help a guy out. But don't waste any good, don't waste any bars of soap. Cause when I see them cutting it up, I'm like, the fuck are you going to do with that now? You've Nine you've quid in Lush. That was, yeah. I mean, I tell you what, you can cut up anything you want in Lush. That's just like a cystitis chemist factory. It's horrible. <laughs> How are you? I'm generally? good. I'm good. Uh, just am I all right? Um, am I okay? That's a. I mean, that's a. Look, we've there's not enough podcasts in the world for that answer. I think. I think okay. Generally, I'm kind of okay. like we were saying. It's the build up to Christmas. If you're freelance or you know, or we've got family, you know, all of those kind of things. It, it can be a very stressful time. Mm. Um, 
it's uh it's it is it's just it's, it's a weird time i always find christmas a very weird time um yeah. i just want to say not that i not that it really mattered i just want to say pay tribute to someone who lost this week actually oh in, yes irl um uh, a wonderful woman called leslie land who many people who listen to this will know if they know me or know chris or mm-hmm. work in television or the media leslie was a, a wonderful wonderful um pr exec who had worked pretty much as most prs do work for they work for everybody they kind of like just yeah. dot, tootle around like everywhere but leslie was special i met leslie Back when she worked on Big Brother, she'd worked for Taylor Herring. She worked for, you know, Sky and ended up at Channel 4 where she was doing some great things. The last thing she worked on was the David Baddiel uh, programme that came out. Of course, yeah, yeah. Tragically uh, died over the weekend very suddenly and, you know, very young, 41. So, you know, Leslie, my goodness me, it was a pleasure. Yeah, awful news. Both knew Leslie. I didn't know Leslie a great deal. I've been in yeah. touch with her for a very long time. Uh, had yeah. a coffee with her um, only a couple of months ago. Just one of the most brilliant people to yeah. work in our industry. And the shock, everyone is just so upset. And um, so, yeah, we're just sending our thoughts to her friends and family and yeah. her colleagues. Um, just an absolutely heartbreaking loss. Awful. Um, Awful. Very much missed. <laughs> How are you anyway, Chris, apart from, apart from that sad news? Are you okay? Good. Doing all right? I am good. Um, I've got some new neighbours who moved in at the flat opposite me. Oppo- and new neighbours opposite? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because there's a building so opposite spy- my block Spying neighbours, Brendan, right? Well, they, can, they are lit- literally right now, they're sat out on the balcony smoking, just watching me. <laughs> smoking cigarettes or little, yeah, little so. roofie so. doobies? They've just moved in, so they've got one chair between them. So one of them stands and one of them sits. Describe them. Male, female, male, male, female, female. Male, female, married, I think. I mean, I think late 30s, but because of their lifestyle choices, they look early 40s. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> wow. Lifestyle choices, what? Heavy smokers, drinkers. Yeah, they just look a bit rough around the edges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 They've not seen a sort things. of young, cosmopolitan, fabulous, like the residents of my few too many, Few too many uh, hot dogs before the night bus. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're outside now in a dressing gown. In this weather, Jamie, they're out in a dressing gown each. Oh, they're um, one of those, are they? Scuzzy it's ones, crazy because... Scuzzy yeah, neighbours is what you're trying to say. Listen, I'm as scuzzy as they come. No, but... no, no, I've got the best scuzzy neighbour story ever, right? I live um, where I live. By some weird twist of fate or bylaws, mm-hmm. I also end. I also own the, the road. The, the, okay. The, like... Which that. has which has a communal kind of uh, kind of parking area for a, for a block of flats at the top of right. the road, and um, and it generally it's all fine. You know, it's it's slightly chaotic because I own the road, but they need access to their garage. It's all shit like that, right? And anyway, these new neighbours moved in. They're, they're not here anymore, thank God. Uh, about a decade ago, they're only here for about a year. But what a wild ride that year was! On the first day, right. The first day that they moved in, now, you know, it's an it's a it's an awkward time for everybody, isn't it? Moving into a new place, you want to impress the neighbours, you want to yeah. show yourself yeah. in your best light, or all that kind of stuff. This neighbour moved into the, the flat, uh, and within an hour of being there, had hung their wet washing on my fence. <laughs> Already got a load in the laundry. That was their introduction to everybody that worked there. I walk out, and I'm just like. What the fuck is that? And it wasn't just That's like amazing. a couple of pairs of jeans. It was smalls, like it was pants, wash. it was bra. It was so they've brought that wash. with them. They've brought yeah, that. Yeah, in a bin bag. 
in a bin bag. And it was just like, and it was just like, like oh one end God. tied to one part of my fence. That, it was just like, I was just so, what the fuck do you do in those situations? Mental. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Also, I mean, I sort of respect the uh, get your priorities straight, you know, get, get the stuff dried, but that is a bit much. Crazy. Um, anyway, enough of neighbours, enough of um, sadness, <laughs> enough of enough of uh, private lives. We're into season two, baby. Uh, so good, season, yeah. We are, we are into our season two rewatch of Game of Thrones. Uh, the... the um, Ujima, what the the Twitter poll ended uh, yesterday or late Saturday, and yeah. I'm starting to detect a pattern. I have to say, um, the uh, episodes that got chosen were, uh, I mean, quite symmetrical. I think so. Uh, yeah. Episode one, uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Episode five and uh, episode nine, which may as well be episode ten. So luckily, we got um, luckily we got back, we got Blackwater. Blackwater. Uh, we got episode one, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And what was the what's episode, episode five? Five is the Ghost of Harren Hall. I think it's the one with the Shadow Baby assassin. Oh, okay, thing. okay, I think, fine. I think. So I would say actually, um, it, it is interesting because the way that you have with the way that we are able to do polls on Twitter means that yeah. You, you have to take one for the beginning, one for the middle. Yes. One, so two, it's kind two. of always going to be like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if I change fine. that next time and do just one as each, as a tweet in a thread, and the one that, the ones that get the most likes. Or we could we could between us pick like the the four that we think are really good, or the five Ooh, that we think are really okay. good, and then we get people to vote on which three. Yeah, let's, I don't hate this system either, but I think you're right. I think we're going to see a pattern that we're never going to get a nine and a ten. It's sort of impossible. Yeah, which is which which feels especially when we get to latter seasons feels a bit bit sad. Really, let's 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 talk about that. So we'll work out a better way of doing that. But I think it's actually, I think season season two is fine. Actually, yeah, I do too. I think it is. Shall we talk about it then? Season two, episode one, the North remembers. And as ever, before we get stuck into Season 2, Episode 1 of Game of Thrones, let's have a little recap on the goings-on from our sister podcast previously on. See you in a few minutes. King Joffrey is watching men fight to the death. When one night Sir Dantas Hollard arrives too drunk to do battle, he orders him drowned in wine. Santa Stark, is intended, persuades Joffrey to spare his life, and he has instead made his personal fool. Sir Dantas thanks Sansa for saving him. <laughs> In the small council chamber, a white raven, larger than the average black ones, has been sent to announce that summer is at an end and winter is coming. Queen Cersei is enraged when her brother Tyrion arrives to announce their father has sent him to be Hand of the King. He points out to Cersei that she might need his help, for they are losing the war with Rob Stark. As Bran sleeps, he again sees through the eyes of his direwolf. Above the direwolf, a huge red comet is glowing in the sky. When he wakes up, the wildling Osher tells him that a red comet can only mean one thing. Dragons. Daenerys's tiny group of Dothraki soldiers are marching through a dry wasteland. She tries to feed her baby dragons on meat, but they refuse it. Horses and people are dying of exposure, so Daenerys sends her few remaining riders to scout out for shelter. Beyond the wall, the Night's Watch is staying with the wildling Craster, and are told to avoid Craster's wives, who are also his daughters, as you do. Craster claims not to have seen the lost Benjen Stark in years, but he does reveal Mance Raider, the king beyond the wall, is marching south with his wildlings. 
on the bleak island of Dragonstone, a red priestess called Melisandre is burning the statues of gods in front of Lord Stannis Baratheon, Robert Baratheon's brother and the actual rightful heir to the Iron Throne. The maester of the castle pleads with her to stop, but is ignored, and Stannis draws a sword from the flames he has promised will help him conquer all of Westeros. The maester pleads to Davos Seaworth, Stannis's most loyal servant, but can't convince him to intervene. At a meeting with Stannis and Melisandre, the maester attempts to poison the witch, but she uses magic to switch the cups of wine, and the maester himself falls. <coughs> Rob Stark, the king in the north, visits Jaime Lannister in his prison. He tells the Kingslayer that Lord Stannis has sent letters to the whole realm, revealing the truth about the incest between him and Cersei. In the capital, Tyrion meets with Shay, the prostitute he's fallen in love with. He reminds her that she must be careful, no one can know she's with him, or her life will be in danger. Rob sends his demands to the Lannisters, his sisters are to be freed, the body of his father Ned returned, and Joffrey is to renounce his claim on the north. His mother Catelyn is appalled as these demands will never be met, and her daughters are at the mercy of the Lannisters. Rob sends her to negotiate with Lord Renly Baratheon, who has also declared himself king. It's getting a bit busy, isn't it? And he's raised an army of 100,000 men. Rob also sends Theon Greyjoy back to the Iron Islands to try and get his family on side. The prostitute Roz is in Littlefinger's brothel when members of the Gold Cloaks, the guards of King's Landing, burst in. In front of a horrified mother, they slaughter a baby, and it becomes clear that Joffrey, to ensure he has no rivals, has ordered the deaths of all King Robert Baratheon's bastard children. I'm going to I'm going to start off by saying this was far better than I remember it being. I was 100%. It's great. I, I was like this is a really fucking great episode. Considering like episode 10 of season 1 was was all right. Um this really I, I was expecting oh god we're going to have to be reminded of such and such about where such and, there was the exposition was kept pretty minimal there were references to mm-hmm. kind of Nedar uh, Edar being dead and um and and the rest of it but it kind of kind of moved along at a pretty old pretty old pace and felt like yeah. felt like modern day game of thrones where it, there are lots of things in different places right but also, it didn't feel like there was really a great... I mean, though, apart from Daenerys, which we'll get to, it wasn't like a lot of treading water. Like, there was a... Everything no. kind of moved forward. Like, Cersei and Littlefinger had a great bit. Cersei yeah. slapped Joffrey, which was, like, really intense. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. We also got, like, Rob and Jamie. That scene was way better than I remember. I didn't know yeah. that came at this point in the show where he's literally... There was lots wolf. in this. Yeah, yeah, there was lots in this that I'd forgotten. Question um, for you. Yes. Did you remember what the opening scene was? In my mind, the opening scene to this episode was was Stannis on the beach with the. Oh my with god, the, that is fucking crazy! Because I swore I was just like, I had, the opening I scene that. was yeah. I I completely I thought I was going so mental. Yeah, that is weird because I was sat there and and it, I thought you know what I'm going to ask Chris if he can remember because we all remember no. the final scenes of seasons, but the yeah. opening scenes are actually I, quite quite difficult to remember like yes. proper mandela effect i had genuinely convinced I mean, myself is there any is there any way that they re-edited it no i thought it opened with stannis because be. i remember watching it at the time and thinking I, there is i have got enough to be keeping up with in this show Without and you've introduced with this new a new fella. guy and a new and he, yeah I, that i'm is so, so glad it wasn't just me that is really interesting um anyone anyone listening 
realised that. We need to get this is an investigation. That. We need to this look into this. This is an investigation. This. We need to email HBO and find out about this because that's weird that both of us thought that. That is so... I forgot... I mean, the, the, yeah, the Joffrey scene where it's his birthday and he has some guys beat each other up for his entertainment. I mean, if you were going to cut anything, that feels like the least necessary scene well, in that episode. You, you say that, but there was a little... There was a little foreshadowing, a little setting up of a relationship in that, wasn't there? So that we we met Sedontus the Fool, yes, uh, for who the is first a time. very important character because he's he... very important, and and now we understand why. And I couldn't quite remember why he yeah. he had such affection for Sansa, and it was in effect because in that she opening sort of spares scene, his life. Sansa, Sansa makes sure that Joffrey spares his life. You know, I'm going to try. Sedontus is in quite a lot, isn't he? He's in for a few more seasons, isn't he? He shows um, up, yeah, incrementally. I think he's in this season more than season three, but then, yeah, season four, he's sort of... Oh, you, yeah, because, yes, because season three, he's the one that's like, oh, the Tyrells want you to... You want, you should marry him with the Tyrells. Or she yeah, tells yeah. him, I'm going to marry into the Tyrells. He tells Littlefinger, who doesn't like it. He tells the yeah. Lannisters, and then they marry her to Tyrion. He's, yeah, in, he's exactly. in that, yeah. He's in that, um, and then he, he makes amends later on after um after the very dry pie um that's right the uh we should get tony on i've, I've become close personal showbiz friends with uh, tony paul way with tony way who plays really? the dontos we met he came on to he came on to thronecast back in the day when rachel paris and i hosted it um he came on after his death scene and uh we've stayed in touch and i've interviewed him let's he, get him on he's now He's a brilliant character actor. He's been in Afterlife. He's been in tons of stuff. He's so, so, so good. And I love you, fellas. We'll, I'll see if he fancies coming on and reliving a few uh, a few Game of Thrones mm, memories. That would be but, great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a uh, bit of a waterboard. Uh, he was waterboarded by wine. Um, I know plenty mm. of people. Uh, sounds like 15 years of my life. Um, <laughs> but um, it was a good setup to show how the relationship between Joffrey and Sansa has moved on a bit. You know, since, since the death, she's now... She's fully indoctrinated. She's yeah. she's kind of like this glassy-eyed, yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Um, Very subservient. But also, yeah. he seems to hate her even more for not fighting back. Like, yeah. the contempt he had for her in that scene is really I forgot strong. how good I, f- I forgot how good Joffrey was as a character. Just to, just how much you just you just think you fucking prick. You absolutely awful. But also what I, what was the thing that really stuck out when Tyrion sort of comes in and says, you know, she just lost her father. And I would have thought given you just lost your father, remember, um, you'd be sadder. And I, you kind of go, oh yeah, like he just doesn't seem to give a shit that his dad died. But he's he's really, yeah, you said in uh, indoctrination that he's very like, like an incel, isn't he? He's got no no emotion, no like no feeling no love um and i think and any frustration later, he feels he internalizes it toward externalizes it towards yeah. sander doesn't he yeah and he, yeah. he's sort of like now he's in he'd charge love, he'd love he, for chan wouldn't he he'd love oh my god he'd love it yeah he'd love it and, he, um, and again again and, and and like we say a, a, a seemingly unnecessary scene but it also there was that glimmer of um sympathy and understanding between sansa and Tyrion. Which obviously yeah. went on to 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 play a huge part in both of their really dads. really nice to see that already sort of like mm. taking shape. And I thought he had this sense of like almost respect 
when he saw how good she was at going like, oh, I'm just loyal to Joffrey, he was a bit like, oh, you're, you, you're, you've cottoned on, like, this is how you're going to survive. And I'm sure yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. line later where he goes, she's a lot smarter than she looks or something. She says, he says to someone like, she's smart. Like she knows how to, that's the way to survive because. Yeah. 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 Um, well, he's, I mean, that's part of Joffrey's remit, isn't it? Is he, he sympathy, he, he can find empathy in almost everyone because, because of the way that Tyrion. he was brought up and yeah. Tyrion, sorry. What did I say? Yeah. Joffrey. Yeah. Joffrey. Sorry. Yeah. No, he's got no empathy for anyone. Um, yeah. Tyrion, he, he will always be able to find empathy in pretty much anyone because of, you know, he was res- in Tywin's eyes, he was responsible for the death of his mother. He's, mm-hmm. an, he's an imp um, mm-hmm. and, and has, has kind of had to face all of that stuff. And, and he, it, it's, it's, it's how he, exists isn't it you know and you saw yeah. it with that conversation with cersei a bit later on when he reveals himself as the or the gareth the gareth keenan uh of of king's he was assistant to the hand of the king um yeah. <laughs> which was uh which was good <laughs> that scene with him him and cersei is good because you know the episode is called the north remembers and yeah. the whole you know it's starting off a new season but it's really reminding us just what a fuck up getting rid of um ned stark was that like yeah yeah He's a really valuable prisoner, really valuable hostage. And because no one can control Joffrey, yeah, he, they've got rid of him. Really valuable. And there is open revolt. There are now like kings in the north, kings in the east. Like everyone's trying to like capitalize on obviously Robert dying, but also Ned dying has set off other like... It's, it feel, everyone feels like it's in a state of flux, don't they? So how many people? How many people are are after the the crown at the moment? So there's Renly, the Stannis, there's Rob. Rob, and kind of vague kind of hints that Mance Raider as well is, is yeah. Well, well, well and then and then vague hints that um, Theon's father Balon Greyjoy is also Balon going to proclaim well. himself as a king. So and of course, and of course, and of course, da- and of course, Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. technically it's the War of the Five Kings, but there are about seven people trying yeah. for it but um one thing i wanted to say actually at the top of this is the the comet right there's this comet that is- yeah i've written down i completely forgot about the comet and it just yeah. it kind of like just disappeared didn't it and no one spoke of it again yeah they're just like but the, in the in the book the comet is uh some everyone sort of sees it and they go i'm right. going to interpret that to mean like daenerys thinks it's to do with dragons yeah. Um and Osha, the wildling girl that works for Bran, is like, that means mm-hmm. dragons are back, that means magic's back. Yeah. Uh and then Stannis sees it as like, oh, it's the it's the Lord of Light. It means I'm the chosen one. Like everyone sees it and interprets it as like this it's is. It's a Westeros horoscope. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, exactly, exactly. Um and yeah, it's kind of uh, there is the um I think weirdly it does make sense that Stannis' scene would be at the start of the episode because the comet is the sign that the Lord of Light is like back. He's uh, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and, and everything like this. And the the so it's sort we never of like, he, we never hear of it again, do we? That's kind of it now. The right? comet, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's sort of a bit like. Also, it signifies the end of summer. That's another thing. Yeah, so I we got that. It, got that white raven. That it's like right. Winter's on, winter is actually now coming. Which I think, given that yeah, the yeah. head of the Starks 
just died it's like oh this feels really ominous winter's actually coming now is it because yeah, yeah, we've yeah. like fucked up and like but yeah it's not really and then there are no more as far as i'm aware no more astrological uh phenomenon in the show after this point but um no yeah just an interesting thing to sort of think about all these kings think they're the they've got the best claim just as everyone who sees did- the comet is like yeah that's that's for me um, and what do you think what do you think it did signify in hindsight well, I think the the funniest thing is it's probably just a thing like, you know, it's just a comet, just yeah. a comet. And, you know, some people didn't see it. Some people were inside that day and it means nothing to them. But it, whether it's there or not is besides the point, because they're all so busy with their own shit, like on a granular level. doesn't matter yeah. what's going on up there. But I think, yeah, whatever happens when a comet forms, like when a, a chunk of rock burns to a certain temperature, that will happen. And yeah. I think that's kind of neat when you think about the show and the books. Sometimes they're like, yeah, like sometimes a dream is just a dream. Sometimes it's just, you know, doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, what else did, did you who, think was really good? Who did we meet in this one? So we met Craster, we met Gilly. We met Gilly uh, for the first time, we yeah. Met, we met Stannis, we met Melisandre, we met uh, Davos. Yeah. Uh, um, we got a, brief glimpse of gendry again i thought sure, you know I, th- I just thought i thought there was a lot packed in there um yeah yeah th- they're the only the new thing- ones we met we haven't met we didn't meet marjorie we didn't meet like brienne yet i think she comes in in a couple of episodes but that was the yeah. main thing with stannis and actually again like he's kind of introduced i think he's introduced in what the first book like he's it's they sort of saved it i think they were like oh there's way too much going on but like stannis was in King's Landing. When Ned yeah. got named Hand, he was like really offended. So he left to go back to Dragonstone. Right, and then okay. Now, he, you know, Ned wrote letters when being like, he wrote a letter to Stannis being like, Robert's kids are bastards. So yeah, now yeah, we yeah. pick up with him having read it and gone, look, he only told me and he's dead. I'm going to tell everyone. Yeah. And then he sends all the letters out. So I think yeah, Stannis, com- though, like one of my favourite characters on the show. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's Stephen Delane... You know, because because he had because he left relatively early, or and you kind of knew you knew after a while he was never going to be king, and that he completely mm. fucked it, and that Melisandre just was just literally still in snake oil. Yeah, um, I kind of forgot how power how how powerful he was in every scene. Stephen Delane just yeah, and you know his first scene, you know, it already his grammar his grammar is uh, yeah, is, it, he's, still which, which he's still a sir, still a sir. Come on, still get that in. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was great. great. Which, That's which me. Leads, <laughs> which leads to the best scene ever, which was the 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 lesson fewer with with Stannis, which just came out for yeah. about another five seasons. Yeah, which I'm almost certain must have been an ad lib. Must have been an ad lib. I think they got um, really good at. I think Stephen Delane got very good at like understanding what would piss this guy off. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's such a hard ass, isn't he? But. You know, he has got the claim. He's he's got the claim. It is his. I mean, but that's what I was going to say. Out of everybody, all of these kings and whatnot that are, he he is the rightful heir. Yeah, it's just that which felt really unjust. He's so (laughs) unlovable, and he doesn't. You know, like I mean, he's actually really similar to Ned. I think, like, very serious, straight through the. You know, no no bullshit. Well, it's very, very black and white. Very black and white with him, isn't it? It's kind of but like, also just no one likes him. I mean, he is. He does seem like a dick, but, but he's but, right, but he's, and I think it's really interesting. So, what do we ever get to the bottom of why he decided? Why he got kind of like sucked into 
Melisandre's bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not as evident in the show, um, but his wife gets sucked in first. His wife, who I don't think we met. What? Oh, always the wife. <laughs> the other thing is, again, like... Darling, and- I've met someone... <laughs> I've invited them around for dinner. No, hear them, hear them out. Hear them really out. Good, really good friend. They've You'd got some her. pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Stannis' wife are called Celise Florent. Yeah. Florence are known for having big ears. It's like their main physical characteristic. Is that um, in the books, is it? Wow. Yeah, they've got big this ears. That's just like a thing. Very harsh. Very um, harsh. And yeah, so she's kind of, she's converted to... Um, Hang on, am I getting this right? Yeah, Rollor, which is the the Lord of Light. And it's like a very weird, very hippy-dippy kind of... Not really anyone in Westeros follows the religion. um, And Stannis sort of uh, adopts it sort of begrudgingly. Um, But he is quite disillusioned with the faith of the Seven. They burn all those statues on the beach uh, to kind of... as As an offering. But in the book, Stannis's parents died going out on a sea voyage and, you know, he prayed for them to be safe and they died. And he kind of came away being Oh, like, I see. So he's kind of like, of, why, how can there be a God if children are dying of cancer yeah. kind of thing? But right, I, I think see. Melisandre, you know, she's quite captivating and she, I think she's quite, I think he's kind of drawn to her because she does... He's sort of doing this Faustian thing of like, I'm going to get in bed literally with someone who can do weird shit because yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she survived that poisoning in this episode. Right. And later on we see yeah. her do like weird things. But when I was watching, um, you know, burning all the statues and all of the pulling out the flaming sword, it made me think of house of the dragon with Aegon's coronation, where it was all about display, like brand building, power yeah, yeah, symbolism yeah. and actually the thing when you've got this like crazy red-haired lady where you can do magic yeah and you know i think that definitely the jury is out on like what melisandre's like capable of doing right like it's yeah. no one really understands the magic it's the fear of what she could do rather than what she's doing that is scary right so that's how people yeah. fall in line it's kind of the same with daenerys and the dothraki they're not they're just a bit like well, what if you are like really fucking wizardy scared to call the bluff yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly so it's really Mm. interesting and i think yeah i thought that's that sort of parallel with with house of the dragon was really interesting that people are quite cowed by this quite brazen theatricality and Celise in this episode or this season is played isn't played so i was like i was like that doesn't look like tara fitzgerald to me it's not it's a different actress oh Uh, is it called Sarah McKeever played, played uh, Celise in season two. She was uncredited as well. So, Oh, <laughs> so she's Sarah. probably just um, not in it that much this season then. Yeah, I think she's just kind of, time. I yeah. think we, we, I'm not even sure we meet Shireen in this, in this I season. I think, yeah, I think Shireen might be next season because. Let me have a look. Let me have a look at the good old uh, Game of Thrones fandom. Um, yeah, Shireen doesn't even come into it until seasons three. Oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah, but he does spend most of this episode, uh, most of this season sort of uh, trying to lead a, a battle. Um, and banging a witch in a cave. I does know. That, does, don't they have sex on that table? On the wa- on the table? Ah, uh, the war table in Dragonstone. Yeah. She gives birth in the cave, that's right. Yeah. Nice to see that table about. They haven't worked out that if you put the tea lights underneath. I know. 
the ancient Targaryen tea lights have been forgotten. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, Stannis, just look underneath. There's a little shelf in there. You just need yeah. to put some candles. It looks fucking amazing. Just some IKEA tea lights in there. More scintillating candle chat after a word from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I think it's cool seeing locations from House of the Dragon. Yeah, I loved it. I loved seeing Dragonstone. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and even like, there. you know, Stannis was master of ships, which is what Corlys was. And like, you know, there's yeah. just all these like throwbacks where it's like, oh yeah, you're all in, her- you're all in the same world, which kind of- Yeah, yeah. That, really I am cool. enjoying it. it. Yeah. I am enjoying that very, very also, much. Also, um, I was just doing a bit of, um, <laughs> just fact checking stuff from the episode before we came on. Um, Jorah, I think he talks maybe this episode or the last episode about his wife. You know, he had like a wife that. Oh, that him. was in the last episode, wasn't it? It's was like yeah. very expensive, very expensive wife, Khaleesi. Yeah, so I had to enslave everyone. Um, she was yeah. a high tower. Oh, wow! So, yeah, that is, that's that's, and I'd I'd forgotten that that Jorah's dad was your man. Yeah. Um, was your man and that and that this and that long claw john's sword was originally meant for jorah yeah and, the, and that john the, tries giving it back when they go in, in season ah, seven Ah, yes and he's like of course he's like i was never a good son to him it belongs to you it's fucking yes. great like there's so many love all that all those so many all those things, things. you wouldn't yeah. have got that in lost would you no and you wouldn't get it um, now on these shows where it's like Apple TV, like six episodes a season. You don't get that. Yeah. La- you don't get the layers. Like no, you, you do don't. On, on show, Did right? you ever believe that? Do you remember? And sorry, I'm off on a tangent. Do you remember there was that theory all around the time of of John's resurrection and 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 whatnot, and of the 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 wolf on the 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 head of uh, Longclaw and the handle, oh, yeah. whatever. The, do you remember there was the theory where you could see the eyes open and shut? No, did, no. Did you ever hear that? No, no. It's a great fucking. It's it's really uh, good. It's this a, is a, a the, real throwback, but it's like the sword. One of the Power Rangers had a sword with like a face on it that talked. <laughs> but around the, t- I think there was there was like you know when everything was at fever pitch with Thrones and everyone would go through the trailers, kind of literally mm. frame by frame in four K and kind of like spot. There was a bit where I think it was trying to work out if Jon Snow was still alive or not, whereby. Um, I think maybe it was at the end of whatever season it is at the end where he gets killed. Season um, five. Season five. There's a yeah. bit where um, apparently the eyes on Longclaw open right at the end. That's amazing. And I forgot, I'm annoyed that I forgot to ask anybody I, like offic- officially about that. I can't wait to get to that point because I think pretend, like pretending it was like a who shot JR kind of cliffhanger when, come on, of course he's not going to fucking die then. I think that was a really bad decision on their part. And I think they should have, you know, of course he's but, not well, dead. Of course but, he's but not it, dead. You know, but it but, fucking worked. But it worked. Yeah. But we still, we still, everyone's still kind of like, you know, 
got stuck into that. But the re- and I think the reason is for that is that is where the books end. The books right. haven't gone any further than that. So people like me would like feel like they have a PhD in the fucking things. Were like, yeah. I'm scared yeah. for season six because how the. F- I don't, I don't know, know what happens. Happen. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, it was, it was pretty where, great. Look where that got everyone. Let's talk about stuff north of the wall. I thought, I, I forgot yeah. how, so, I forgot how, how good the, the Craster stuff's really scary. So he is a wildling that, yeah, marries all of his daughters. And yeah. uh, even now it's like, where do the sons go? And I think I just thought, oh, they must eat them. I think that was my thought. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't put it past, you know, it is a bit, um, it is a bit like that, isn't it? But yeah, I remember writing it down because I was like, oh shit, I remember what happened to the boys now. And then that moment, John was just like, what happens to the sons? Yeah. Um, but I even, no I think that- this season, he, he sees them leave one out in the snow, a boy. And I was still is it like- him or is it Samwell? Is it him or Samwell? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, oh, so the White Walkers eat the babies. I still wasn't, yeah. it wasn't until season four when they turn one into a baby White Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was like, oh, okay. But, but so, yeah. It's- so this isn't, this isn't the only time that we see Crash though, is it? Because they, they're there, they, they leave back. and yeah. they come back. And it's when they come back that, because I think Sam and Gilly, I think in the next episode, have a little bit of a hoi ho. Then yeah. they leave, and then when he comes back, he's like, "Right, I'm, ta- I'm taking you with me." Yeah, and yeah. She's, the, she's the, at the duff. The sort of whole thing, because obviously we'll jump through the season quite briskly, but like they go on this expedition, and every step of the way, you know, it goes wrong. And by the they time they go to Mans Raider, right? Are they heading up to Mans Raider? Well, they're looking for Benjamin, and they're also gathering intel on like where all the wildlings are and they found out this episode that Mance has sort of like done what no one's done before and united like, all the wildlings. Like, He's yeah, got like a yeah, hundred thousand yeah. or something. Um, yeah. And so they go up to a, a sort of stronghold called the fist of the first men. And that's when they get that's attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all sort of splinter off. John ends up sort of having to pretend to sort of go, go in with the wildlings. He goes undercover. Um, oh, that's with it. That's why we meet Egret, right? Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the guys that come back come to Craster's, and I think that's when the Night's Watch. Bearing in mind they're not, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like they're not nobles, they're not bound by duty. They're all like criminals. They're all like yeah. poor. They're all cold. They sort of turn on Craster and like take it over. But again, like all the you know the Night's Watch, they go out, and I think like forty of them come back or something, and then it's it, it's really like. You know, they're up shit creek and it's just yeah. a very exhaustive, unsuccessful trip to the north. Yeah. The Crester <laughs> um, was great actually. I forgot how yeah, he was just a real nasty shit, wasn't he? Yeah. Um and I thought I'd recognise him more. I thought I've not seen him in anything since. No, I wasn't sure. Um, like in my again, bit of Mandela kind of um um Mandela effect thing. It's Robert Pugh. It is Robert Pugh. He's been in like tons of stuff, but I've not seen him in much since. Is he still here? It's so fascinating though that he would take, I mean, it's, you know, he would take a role like this where he's only, it must only be in like three episodes. They're not big, you know, all done in the same set, like not really kind of wild that they would just get people of that caliber. Um, Yeah. It was a Welsh guy. He's been in, I mean, this was, I think certainly probably his highest profile, um, 
highest profile role, but it's been in like, like loads of, I mean, I guess more of a British actor has been in like lots of like Dr. Foster and yeah. uh, Prime Prime Suspect and yeah. Shameless and, and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah great he's guy. great though. Great. And again, like just he's, love. He's the narrator of the repair shop. Oh my God, you're kidding. No. <laughs> does, he have, that, you where's, is he, does he have a Northern accent in that? No, he's a Welsh. Does he got, got like a kindly kind of soft oh, I Welsh accent? I thought it was giving like sort of Sunderland, like gate, like Gateshead for me. I thought, yeah. but no, you're right. It is. Okay. Um, there we go. But yeah. It, interesting, interesting sort of just, it's so grim up North kind of energy to that. The, no, proper Manchester, London conversation going on there where it's yeah. like, no, it's the real, the real, the real. We're North. north. You, you guys think yeah. you're North, like we're, we're North. north. Yeah. We're fucking North. I'll yeah. tell you that. I'll tell you I have that conversation with people who are from Leeds and they're like, <laughs> I'm a Northerner <laughs> and I'm like, keep going. And then someone from Glasgow will say to me like, are you fucking sure about that? You know? Um, yeah. It's like that two Ronnies thing where they're like, you know, the three classes. I look up to him and look down on him. Do you know that sketch of two Ronnies where they're like, I'm working class. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the Northerners. But no, I I really, I don't love the stuff north of the wall uh, until John sort of goes and like is undercover and he's like shagging Egret. That stuff's really cool. And they climb the wall. Do you remember like next season? Um, But yeah. Yes. I was going to say just quickly Daenerys. Um, so this yeah. whole storyline, I think, is so slow, so boring. Like, well, it's, it's it's a tough one to. I can see where they got themselves tied up in knots a little bit because yeah. they realised that she's like in A. She's got to get to B. They've got no way of getting there. They can't realistically kind of like just fast forward them walking no. across what I, what in my mind is about a thousand miles or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and again, they were being really faithful with adapting the books. And in the book, there's only, four, she only has four chapters and it's mainly in the desert, still in the desert, get to... Hold on a second, only four chapters, what, in all of the books? In, in the second book... Oh, in the Daenerys second book, only right, has okay. four chapters, yeah. right? So she goes, right, I'm okay. in the desert. I get out of the desert to, um, is it Karth? I think that's the name of the place she ends up. Yeah, because that's where the that's where the, the dragons the get stolen. And, dying and, stuff. and then in yeah. the book, she gets there. She says to everyone, like, will you help me invade Westeros? And they're all like, no. And then she leaves. Yeah. And like, that's it. And all the stuff where her dragons get like stolen in the show, like they had yeah. to just make that up because they're like, God, everyone's ended they're season done. one being like, yes, queen, like, yeah, dragons. And then she doesn't <laughs> fucking do anything. She doesn't do anything at all. So yeah. it's a bit of a shame because it's must, it just looks so, it's quite boring, isn't it really? Um, but yeah, it say? is. She, but also, you know, um, I've forgotten actually until I started watching this, that, that Amelia had had it in between episode 10 and what we saw today. She'd had a brain aneurysm. This, was, like this full, was right. Yeah. 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 And had a full on like, life death uh yeah. kind of experience and had to have a proper operation on her skull and all sorts right yeah so yeah she like she did that amazing crazy. uh interview about it at the uh, well the i think she did it around season yeah. five or six right where she was like i've i had yeah, been she didn't tell anybody did she really yeah. ill um so maybe it's for the best that there wasn't like a lot to do uh, yeah, but yeah. So don't really, don't really think that was particularly exciting. Um, no, not really much. It didn't really progress, progress much what? at all. Although you know, I mean, I guess the the main 
I guess if there's a if there's a shock or a hook in in all of it, it was the uh, it was towards the end where a bit of a naff end scene. I thought seeing um, Gendry and Arya yeah. kind of just on the uh, on you know the amazing fate what's now famous road in Belfast, but um, but it was but it, I'd forgotten about the baby killing that they were kind of like slaughtering all yeah. of Robert's bastards. I was thinking, Christ Almighty, for a fucking for a fat knackered old bloke, he certainly put it about, didn't he? Because there are yeah. there are a lot of lot of babies and kids getting killed. Yeah, I think he has. I think in, I think there's like eleven or something. Like, Jesus. and they they realise like, okay, he's got the energy. Well, I can't imagine he was. Do you know what? Let's not discuss how he did it. But I just I can it's imagine. The Nick, he, it's the Nick Cannon of Westeros. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he doesn't play. Clearly, doesn't pay child support to any of them either. Um, no, exactly. But yeah, again, also there's in the book there is one of the bastards that he made live with Stannis just to sort of fuck with him because Stannis can't have a son, so he has like a. Wow. That's I dark. think that's right because it's it, what they do in the in the in season three they they use Gendry to get King's blood. And in the books, That's they do it. Right. They do it with yes. Ed, Edric Storm, which is uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think oh, that's right. um, but they um, did, they just thought, I, you know what? We don't need we don't need all the bastards to have main storylines in this show. So they sort of gave Gendry a lot more to do. Um, they combined a lot of the bastards into yeah. Gendry, did they? But I uh, bastards stuff know, was did, hard. I thought. Yeah, I yeah. It was it was a tough. Did you notice the um, there was a. a, a a similar scene with Jamie and the Direwolf, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, where they were talking about Rob. It was very, very similar to uh, the scene where Ramsay gets killed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, where the, where the big sets him where the dog, Where the dog kind of like comes right up to him and yeah. like licks, licks the blood off his mouth. It was very, very similar to that. Really I sort of that. forgot a lot of the stuff with Rob. You know, he's like, smashing it at the moment and jamie mm. is he's taking jamie with him camp to camp because he's like if i leave you in one of my strongholds that i've taken my men might rat you out because they really fucking hate you but like i need you alive yeah, yeah, yeah. and i thought the parallel yeah. between knowing to keep jamie alive whereas joffrey didn't know to keep ned alive like mm. you know lots of interesting yeah. parallels but um and this the friction a little bit of friction between um catelyn and rob as yeah, well where yeah, catelyn's yeah. trying to guide him and he's kind of like well actually you know i've, I've got this mum and um, also she's which, like can i go home he's like actually can you can you go and like meet renly for me because i'm busy yeah she's like Why yeah the fuck would i do that but it's it yeah. really yeah it's it, it all kind of goes wrong i mean it goes all wrong like theon's already talking about going to see the Greyjoys, and we know that he eventually turns on the start turns you know back, there's so yeah. much where you're watching it now being like yeah. this could all be prevented but you yeah. know catelyn says Just, like ballon greyjoy like they are not nice people they're not particularly honor yeah. bound i know we're up against it but like we shouldn't be making alliances with them they won't yeah. hold and they don't yeah um um Shout out to Hodor's scar, which I'd never noticed as well either, which is obviously to cover up Christian's face head, face tattoos. Oh my God, that's right. Because yeah, he has like th- th- tattoos on it's here, got, doesn't he? It's got stars down the side Absolutely of his face. Amazing. I never noticed that. I was like looking, I was like, there's a little scar. They must just like slap that on every time. Bran Stark is so young. I can't get over how so little baby, he is. So it's little, such a, isn't it? Such a high voice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did enjoy the warging. It was back for the, yeah. first, the, that was the yeah. first introduction to warging as well. We didn't really quite know what was going on, but again, my still my favorite one of my yeah. Favorite and he's the only one that it really in the show they don't really go into much detail about it. But like, yeah, he's the only one of the Starks that really does it. But like, I guess yeah. Arya. Well, I mean, they all do it in the books. Basically, they they're not yeah. really sure what it is, but 
Uh, yeah, it's very effective. And I think, I, I guess because he can't use his legs, it's maybe he's able to use it more, like it's a bit stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone else, like, no disrespect to Bram, but everyone else is quite busy. So they're probably not thinking, they're just like, oh, I had a weird dream. Whereas he's like, I've got nothing to do. I wonder what my dreams mean. Again, very horoscopy episode, like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it, it really sets up a lot of the, you know, lots of opposition rising against the crown. No one believes that Joffrey's the true heir, which is correct. And I thought it was really good when Cersei says um, something, something like support your claim to the throne. And he's like, it's not a claim. I have yeah. the... Th and she's like, right, right, right. <laughs> Even she knows, you know. Um, I'm just looking through some of the like notes from, from this episode. Two of Craster's wives were actually the director's daughters, which... Feels a little bit. Hmm? It's uh, <laughs> grim. It's a bit of a strange. How did you get the role as daughter wife number seven? My dad like got it news. for me. Yeah, it's like great news, daughters. Uh, I'm directing an episode of Game of Thrones. Would you like to be a cameo? Yeah, please. Well, you've got a choice. So there's either there's either a woman called Roz or a guy called Caster. Choose yeah. your side really really carefully. Yeah. Neither of which were great. That's so depressing. Uh, um, what else have we got? Uh, Robert, it says here, Rob has no way to know that Jamie pushed Bran from the window. Only four people know that. Jamie, Cersei, and later on, Catelyn and Brienne. Rob could have deduced it, though, similar to the way Catelyn figured it out in the novels, based on the information Stannis received, revealed about Jamie and Cersei's relationship. Yeah. But only four people know. So, yeah, for him to kind of, like, try and call Jamie's bluff there, Jamie's, like, smarter than that. That's why okay. Jamie's like, have you got any proof? Because he's like, how, do, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was there. So Stannis yeah. sent letters to everyone in this episode saying Robert didn't leave a trueborn heir. His... Yeah. The, the the Joffrey, Marcella, and Tommen are bastards from Cersei and Jamie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, in, in what is implied is that everyone got the letter and went, Jamie and Cersei are fucking. That's why none of us saw them at the hunt, or that's why oh they yeah. were disappeared one afternoon at Winterfell. And they yeah, there's a lot of gymnastics for for Rob to have to get to that point. Yeah, um, that's yeah, an interesting exactly. point. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, yeah. Um, Okay, I think that's pretty much wraps it up. I thought it was a good, good, solid opening season opener. That's great. Um, but I'd, I'd love, I'd still love to know what other people's Mandela effect thought was of that opening scene. Mm. I could have sworn, sworn, I would have sworn on my bloody children's lives that that opened with, opened with Stannis on the beach. Absolutely, I mean, that's I'd, thrown I'd really, me completely. really agree with you. Unless, I unless, hang on, unless one of the later seasons or one of the later episodes opens with a similar thing. And I think actually that's what's happened. There's a, there's another episode of game of Thrones later on where they're flaying, where there's men being burnt at the stake. Oh, Stannis does. Yeah. Or the, there's yeah. another scene on the beach at night where yeah. men are being burned alive, maybe by the Boltons. Because they're the flayed... Yeah, but they don't I, live, live near the beach. No, they don't. I, I think we should, actually, This is interesting. I think we're onto something here. Yeah, I think I think there's an episode later on where... I sort of think they uh, maybe burn all the people that don't support... Is it maybe when Renly dies and they... No, I think it's far later than that. I think it's when Melisandre's on the ropes 
I think it's whenever, what was Stannis' last season? Season six? Five. Season five. Um, I think it's somewhere in season five when um, it's after Shireen. Um, oh, they burn, they do, they burn loads of people to, they think it will give the Lord of Light a sacrifice powers. and he'll clear the snow. Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Getting ready for the, yeah, I think I'm almost certain that that's what's happened here. Interesting. Also, did not know about that, about Stannis' wife being recast. That is great inside baseball. Quite a few people were recast, weren't they? Because I think Tommen is is not... Um, he does get recast, your, yeah. yeah. It's not your man. Um, yeah, he does. And also, obviously, Marcella, Marcella does when she comes back. Well, she doesn't actually come back from Dawn because she dies on the boat back. But when mm. she's in Dawn in season five... Again, can't wait to discuss that because that was a really, really awful uh, storyline. It was, wasn't it? Really miserable. Um, great. Listen, I, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed that. I was, I was I had some trepidation about it. Maybe, maybe the trepidation well, is yeah. waiting for us in episode five, which will be next week. So, episode five is uh, what was it called the again? Ghost oh, of yeah. Harrenhal. The Ghost of Harrenhal. Let's see what the uh, the Wikipedia entry is for that. Um, and the reason it is named so is, I presume, Arya's at Harren Hall at that point um, because she obviously works for Tywin. She's a cupbearer for him and he knows that she's not a common girl, but he doesn't realise she's a Stark. And she's, right, she okay. kind of works, she's just pouring his wine <clears throat> and there's a few chats with him. I think also there's chats about um, the Dance of the Dragons in that episode. So that'll be really interesting. Oh. I'm sure that's one of the episodes where they Spoilers. talk okay. about. There's, yeah. Actually, it's a pretty good episode, I think. Uh, we meet... Um, we meet Darian, no, not Darian Harris. Fucking hell, what's his name? The faceless man. What's his name? Oh, Jack and Hagar. Uh, Jack and Hagar. Yeah. Uh, it's bad news for Renly. And also um, Tyrion discovers the wildfire, which I, I love. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, so quite a good episode. So good choice, everybody. Also, good I choice. mean, he's going to die in this episode. I loved Renly Baratheon. Just. He was great. Beautiful he was man. great. Would have been a great king, I think. It would. He would have been a good king. Wore the crown very well. Great little page boy haircut. Loved loved the little kind of crop. Very very Michael Hutchins circa yeah. nineteen ninety six. Yeah. yeah. Wonder great. what he's. What's the actor do? I don't, you don't see him in anything, do you? Is he called Gethin no. something? Um, Renly Baratheon. Gethin Anthony. Where are you? Oh my god! He's, have he you was... seen his Wikipedia? He's even more handsome on his Wikipedia page. He's got like a sort of quiffy, uh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up. Yeah, very, very nice. Very He's 39 from Stratford, from, from Stratford upon Avon. He, oh, he does comic cons. He might. Should we message him see if he wants to come on? Does yeah. Any, does anyone know how he would get hold of him? How would we get hold? Well, of him I'll now? look. I I have IMDb Pro, so I can find his agent's email Do you? Yeah, I, I just had to Do get it, it when I went freelance. I was like, I'm going to need a way to get in touch with people. And everything is on IMDb. But you have to pay. That's the fucking drawback. Do you? What's he been in since? He's not been in... He's been... Let's let's big him up just in case he does come on and listens to this. Um, um, so he's not been in anything quite as high profile, but he's been a very busy working young man. Do you know what he has? He's been... Consistent. He, been, he was in Call the Midwife. Uh, there you go. The I'm not going to play Charles Manson in a show called Aquarius. Wow, he was into that for 30 episodes. 30 Jesus episodes? Um, we should get him on. more than Game of Thrones? I would. Yeah, let's see what, let's see what Gethin slash Renly is up to. Because don't, we don't hear from him often, which I guess means. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. He's just not interested in talking about it, but let's find out, hey, shall we? He might be around. Let's find out. be great. Okay, well, that's some homework for us. And next Lovely week... stuff. And uh, so next week, we will be talking about that. We will... We're going to record... OA season <laughs> part one see episode three yeah. uh shortly uh that will probably come out next week because episode two will come out tomorrow I've, I've messed the whole fucking thing up but we'll work it out we'll all part out of the out. cosmic Apologies. alignment of the OA yeah man yeah man Just burn some sage yeah, chill out man yeah yeah exactly right. uh until then Christopher Mandel lovely wet Bin. twat <laughs> Dracarys <laughs> If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Drakkar.